You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. And we are coming at you today with another mom boss spotlight. We've been doing these monthly spotlights as a way to introduce you to other great mom accounts out there, learn from her, um, their stories, and listen to the advice they have. And we are so excited to have Abby from Mimosas with Moms on with us. You may remember back in May, for those who've been following for a while, we did a giveaway with Abby for Mother's Day, and we've been connected to her ever since. She's seriously the sweetest person on Instagram. Um, we, You cannot find a nicer person out there. So, Abby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Woo! you so much for having me, ladies. So, Abby, I'm you... so excited to have you. <laughs> yes. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell a little bit about um, where people can find you and what your podcast is all about? Yeah. So, I'm Abby from Mimosas with Moms. Um I started the podcast back in January as a place for moms to come um, and just kind of have like these shared experiences. Um, I just think that these shared experiences are so connecting and motherhood can be sometimes lonely, sometimes confusing. And the, but then, you know, there's so much joy too. So I wanted there to be this platform where we can all come and share these real life mom moments. Um, so that's kind of where Mimosas with Moms was born. Um, I'm on Instagram at Mimosas with Moms. I'm on Facebook at Mimosas with Moms. And my podcast is available wherever you podcast. Awesome. And yeah. Abby's like us, we're going at it with the Instagram and podcast. So I'm super <laughs> yeah. excited to talk to you and yes. get your thoughts on keeping it all straight in our heads. I know it's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. It's it like a part-time a slash full-time job, It's like, but it's so fun. And I agree. Yeah. It's so rewarding, especially when you get messages and it's like, you've connected with another mom out there, you're complete yes. strangers in the sense that like, I wouldn't know this person if I saw her walking past me, but right. you share something about your journey and it connects with someone else. And it is very rewarding and very heart, like heartwarming to see the way that it, my story with certain things has been able to connect with different people. And Vanessa having a completely different experience has been able to connect with people as well. Right. I know I actually had somebody uh, comment on something of mine on Instagram the other day. And then the comment was, I feel like everything you post is like to me. And oh, I'm like, how powerful, wow. you know what I mean? Like that we have these platforms that are just so connecting and somebody can like, you know, just 
log on as they're, you know, rocking their baby to sleep or whatever they're doing to kind of unplug for a minute and plug in. And, uh, you know, just let, be able to connect with other moms like that. I think that that's so cool. And it's been super, super cool on our end just to connect with you and other mom accounts. Yeah, I've been great. blown away by one, the different backgrounds that everyone has and the stories yeah. that all the different stories. It just goes to show, like you said, everyone has a unique experience with motherhood. It can be lonely. There can be moments that things you don't want to talk about, but I feel like we've been, we've been a part of a really cool community of other mom accounts who have amazing stories, you being one of them. And just being super, super supportive and so nice. Like I've been super surprised by that in the best way possible. It is really cool, right? <laughs> it's it super, is. Super cool. I think like before I started this account, you kind of think like the internet world is so ugly and you know, there's these trolls on the internet and people that sit behind their screens and they're mean. And this experience has been quite the opposite where I have seen some of the ugly, but the goods just like far outweighs the bad. I completely agree. And I, I have been really surprised too, just by how supportive everybody in the community is. I mean, in some ways I thought it was going to feel competitive, maybe because I'm a competitive person by nature, but there's a lot of people, whether it's similar accounts for us with Bravo accounts or mom accounts and everyone shares each other's content when it relates to them and promotes one another. And it's really exciting to see I think the big thing for us when we hit 10k seeing how many people share to their stories congrats mom real moms of bravo for hitting 10k and I know you just hit 20k yourself and everyone celebrating for you it's just it's fun to have that I wish we did more of that in real life I know yeah now that you it's kind of true you know what I mean it's like when you get a promotion at work sometimes like you don't even tell people yeah, you know, and I'm like, why? Why aren't we like cheering each other on like this in real life and sharing each other's stuff in real life? You know, I think, I think the world would be a much better place. <laughs> that's real. Actually, as you said that, I realized yeah. that I'm probably very guilty of that myself. Right? No, I think we all are. Yeah, yeah. and I think it too. Happen- oh, go ahead, Vanessa. I was just gonna say, I think it happens too as you like graduate college and you go on with your day to day life. It's almost like your time with your friends. I don't know. There's a certain point, I feel like, in your friendships where you're all kind of on the same level. You're on college, you know, you graduate college, then it kind of starts to shift. Some people get married sooner, some don't. Some have kids sooner, some don't. So I think for me, I mean, I'll speak for myself, it's you don't want to come across in a place in a way that you're bragging or showing off. But I agree with you. I think we should celebrate those moments more because I am, if you are a supportive friend, you're going to cheer those people on. Right. Well, Abby, thinking about, you know, motherhood in general, your story for me is so inspiring. (laughs) Thank you. I just think about, and I want to give you a chance to talk about it. And I think when people hear it, they're going to be blown away. Uh, So tell everybody a little bit about how you became a mom and then your journey for, because, you know, you have three with one on the way. So what has that been like? (laughs) How have you gotten to where you are right now? Oh my gosh. Uh, with zero planning, uh, just a whole <laughs> bunch of life being thrown at me. Right. So when I was 20 years old, um, I was halfway through my bachelor's degree and like many young 20 year olds who are in college, I was having a really great time. 
Um, I was partying, I was going to school, I was working, and life was good. I had zero cares in the world. And then I found out I was pregnant, um, which was really funny because I thought I was dying. I thought I had mono. Oh, um, wow. Like well, I mean, so it's college. Sick. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm when you get really so sick, sick, I was like, oh, you have mono. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like so severely ill. And I go to the doctor and I'm like, listen, like I'm literally dying. And they're like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to make you take a pregnancy test. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. Like the only thing I like genuinely believe in at 20 years old is birth control. I take my birth control <laughs> at 1 p.m. every day. Like there's no way that this can happen. And she comes back and she tells me I'm pregnant. So then, oh, wow. you know, just like your whole world is just like unraveling. Um, and so, you know, I had this big meltdown in the doctor's office. I don't even know how I drove myself home from that appointment. Um, but pretty much like from that moment forward, it was never really like a thought in my mind that I wouldn't have this baby. And I'm very pro-choice. I did like, you know, weigh my options. I did my research, but I just like knew in my heart that this was the path for me. Um, so, you know, I kind of come to terms with that, like, okay, 20 years old, I'm going to be a mom. My family wow. was very scared for me. Um, and honestly, you know, I've had a lot of talks with my mom about this, like recently, now that I have daughters, I'm like, you know, I really don't know, like how I would react if my 20 year old daughter came home and said, hey, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. and <laughs> I'm going to be a mom now. Um, you know, like, I'm sure that that was just one of the scariest things that ever happened to you. Um, but you know, my family rallied around me, they're super supportive and we just trucked along. So thankfully he was a summer baby. So I never took a day off of school having him. Um, wow. he That's came in June, <laughs> which was also funny cause he was due on my, the day of all my exams, my last semester that year. Oh and I like, told all my professors, like, up front, like, hey, this is my due date. Like, should I go early or have them on my due date when exam time is? Like, will you work with me? And they were all super cool. Um, wow. So, yeah. So I end up making it through my exams. He came a little late. Um, then I had the whole summer off with him. And then in the fall, I returned. Um, and I don't think I've ever done so well, like, in my life since I've become a mom it has I so much think, more meaning I'm right, sure you right, know I mean right. you have something something you want to be proud of you uh, right. but also I mean I always think about when you become a, a parent whether it's a mom or a dad I feel like you're just a lot, a lot more motivated to be a better person because right. you realize that some some little thing is watching you and going to mimic what you do and I just had it like so ingrained in me, which is maybe the wrong way to think, but like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. <laughs> well, that sounds, like that, 19, like these... that sounds like a 20 year old. Yeah. But you know, I think <laughs> yeah. that there's like these like stereotypes of young moms. And I know like, you know, when I kind of came out like, Hey, I'm pregnant at 20 years old, I did get a lot of peer kind of backlash of, you're not going to do anything with your life. You're never going to graduate, you know, like you should have an abortion oh and, God. you know, and like, and I understand why people in that situation might go that route. I 
totally get it. And honestly, I cannot tell you why I chose the route I did. Um, but I just knew it was right. And so I, um, so yeah, I, I finished my bachelor's. Um, I was a single mom and I went back to grad school. I met my husband halfway through grad school. We got married. I got pregnant (laughs) halfway through grad school. You are just Uh, a little fertile myrtle. I know. (laughs) It's like, I I joke that like, I can't get through a degree without having a baby. Yeah. Um, I graduated number one in my class from my graduate Wow. Go girl. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, I got all these fancy awards that like don't mean anything in the real world. But, but it's, you know, it's but yeah, nice recognition like, for all that. But I was I mean, able to like hold two babies and yeah. my awards and be like, hey, look, I made it. I'm here. I'm like doing something, you know, and like to all the haters back in the day that said I would never do anything, like here I am. And I How? think that that's like so cool to kind of be able to share that story now on the platform that I'm on. Because I think that young moms don't see that a lot or don't hear it and you get all the negativity, right? Yeah. Look at Teen Mom. I think it was maybe meant to possibly allow for one of those girls to go on and do what you've done, but really none of them have. And I always think about how sad it is, not because, you know, they're young and pregnant and there is a sense of, you almost grieve for them because you do lose a little bit of your childhood or or adulthood into you know childhood into adulthood well I mean but, I think I can like identify with that I was yeah. eight months pregnant on my 21st birthday bawling my <laughs> eyes out like I'm supposed to be at the bars right now yeah my mom's like you need to pull it together yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It, you know it just it's nice to hear and I think it's important for other girls out there to see that if you really want to do it I'm sure it's hard it's not an easy yeah. journey or an easy path but it it can be and Done. single moms too, you know, and yeah. like, it, it is hard. And like, all of it was hard. There was definitely moments where I'm like, how am I going to afford rent this month? How am I going to wow. afford uh, groceries this month? You know, like I didn't have any of the financial help that maybe other moms do. You know, I don't get child support. I don't, I was never on government assisted programs. Um, so it was just like, you know, busting my butt trying to get by. Um, and so I, I was literally and, and school full time. Wow. <laughs> like, no, we're just... going to make it. And we did. Hearing, hearing you talk now, I had this thought about being a single parent. I feel yeah. like any day or weekend where I have such a tough mom moment this weekend, yeah. my husband was out of town. My daughter, she is going to be two in November. She started yeah. to have toddler tantrums. My patience was so tested. But I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, I have my husband to bounce off of and hand my daughter over and take a moment to myself. And single parents do not have that luxury. Oh, I mean, when I'm they're sure gone, some... you are single parenting, and it is hard. No, but it's super, <laughs> super hard. But I just think for parents who have that day in, day out, yeah. and like you said, to provide yeah. for their, be the, to be the sole provider for their family, how much pressure that must feel. Right. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's amazing where that you've been able to overcome. I, will, I don't want to say overcome yeah, because I think so. you're happy yeah. with your decisions and yeah. everything, but that you've, you've come out on the other side better. Right. Right. I mean, you were definitely at a fork in the road when you look at your life and you could have gone a, a few directions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so looking, thinking about, you know, going back to being that 20 year old girl 
if she sat down, you know, next to you at a coffee shop and said, I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. How, how can I make sure I'm not a statistic? What would be some advice you would give that person? Oh my goodness. You know, I just think that, like, I genuinely think people can do anything, you know, and I think that, but it has to start with you. You have to believe in you and you have to prove it to you and you have to want it. You know what I mean? And there's going to be so many hurdles in your way and so many reasons why maybe you shouldn't do what you're doing. And you just have to make a choice that like, no, but this is important to me. You know, when I was, so I'm a single mom coming out of my bachelor's degree. I graduated with a bachelor's in psychology. So you literally do nothing with that. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? You're working these entry level jobs. You're making no money. And I knew I wanted to be a therapist someday. So to do that, I have to go on and get my master's. How in the world as a single parent with a two-year-old, am I going to afford this? You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be working full-time and going to school full-time and like parenting him. How am I going to do this? And maybe like, was it crazy that I actually went and did it? Probably. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it was really, really hard and it's, and it's expensive and you know, you're maybe you could make the debate that I'm taking away stuff from him. I'm taking away my time. I'm taking away our resources to put into myself, but like, this is what I want to do. And this is how we're going to advance. And so like, you can do it, you know, and like, and I truly just believe that I believe people can do it. I love that so much. Cause I think that's so true. And that applies to so many different aspects of yeah. anyone's life, not just being a parent. I mean, I think about Abby and I, when we started this podcast and our thing, we kept doubting ourselves. I wouldn't even say doubting ourselves. We kept yeah. saying like, Hey, we should do this. We should do this. And finally by doing it, it's like, yes, like, I don't think there's an age to when you can't start over or when you hit dreams can't be accomplished just because you're over 30, like being over in my thirties, I don't think it means my dreams are over and that they can't be done. And like you said, you have to believe in yourself and you have to make it happen. You have to advocate for yourself. Being a mom. I think a lot of times we think, like you said, I don't take away resources or time for my kids. And I think sometimes you have to take a step back and think, could I possibly though be setting this amazing example for my kids that if you still have goals, go after them and achieve them and don't use excuses. And just, you know, at the end of the day, all of us have to make time for everything, whether it's a crazy goal you want to achieve or honestly, I mean, I have friends who their struggle is just remaining friends with like keeping the friendships and relationships that they have now that they're a mom. So I think with anything, you have to make time for it. And it's a really good example to set for your kids that sometimes certain things in life are very tough to do, but if you prioritize it and really focus on it, you can still do it. And I just think your kids are so lucky, Abby, that they see that with you with so many things, but particularly, you know, just with you being a mom and still, you know, going after everything. But I know that, so you, you know, you met your husband, you have uh, three kids, number <laughs> yeah. four on the way, Yes. but you do such an amazing job of co-parenting. And yes, I just, a part of me always has wondered, like in watching your story and hearing about it, what was that conversation like when you met your husband before he became your husband? And, you know, obviously probably one of the first things you 
tell him whether people say you should or shouldn't is that you have a kid. Yes. I mean, how did you bring up your relationship with your oldest son's father? Um, with his father that I met my so husband. So sorry. You know, so not your husband, but your, your, my baby daddy, your baby daddy. I know I'm like your, co- <laughs> your co-parent partner. How yeah, do I yeah. say this professionally? Yeah. Well, so, no, so I mean, you know, our relationship kind of blossomed from, we were both young in college weren't really in a serious relationship when Oliver happened. Um, and, you know, we like stuck it out for a little bit. Uh, like, you know, Hey, I'm pregnant. Should we like try to be parents together? Yeah. You know, we should stay together for the kid. Yeah. Like entertain this relationship. So I, I did, I moved in with him, um, when I had Oliver and I moved out right around his first birthday we were just mostly like roommates. Like there just wasn't this romance there. Mm -hmm. And so like to this day, we're just really good friends. And so for me, I think it's been easy to have this good co-parenting relationship because there was never the drama. You know what I mean? There was never like horrible fallout in this passionate relationship where somebody cheated or, you know, there was financial problems or like, you know, whatever the issues are that end relationships. Ours was just like, we just weren't really that into each other. Um, So then, you know, as we are like parting ways, and I kind of touched on that I've never received like child support or anything like that. I knew that both being so young, if I take you to court and I make you pay me every month, you will never succeed in life either. Like we're both starting out 10 steps behind starting this parenting journey so young. So like oh my, Abby, can I we can't have believe- a moment. But yeah. I'm just sorry. Can we have a moment by your wisdom? Like what? Yeah, you're, so, you're reminding you know. me of Denise Richards right now. Just because <laughs> Denise, Denise talks about with her divorce. Yeah. I could have gone after half. Yeah. Like of, what's the point? Uh, you know? men, but what yeah. was the point? And right. when he was like, she talks about Charlie Sheen, when he was basically at his lowest, she had to pick him up because because her daughters me. needed yeah. a dad yes, at yes. the end of the day. And I think that's so, I can't, but she's, you know, in her forties realizing that you're 20 and realizing yeah. it, it's unbelievable. Right. So, you know, I just kind of like sat him down and had like this very honest conversation of, you know, I'm not going to take you to court because we're both broke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we both need to like make something of ourselves here. But I'm going to, I can't do this alone. So we just kind of made this plan between the two of us that, you know, we're going to split things 50-50. So since day one, we've split childcare 50-50. We've split tuition 50-50. We split medical expenses. We split, I don't know, sports. Um, If he's with you, you have to clothe him and feed him, you know, like that's on you. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to do extra things with him, that's on you. And so I just like, I don't need this extra income. I just need you to be a parent, right? And I just think it should be so easy, but it's not, you know? And like, I don't, I don't know. I wish other people could get to this place, but I just think that there's so many emotions that come into other people's stuff where we didn't have that. And I talk about it sometimes, like when I post stuff about co-parenting, that co-parenting is hard and there's things about Oliver's dad that I don't like and there's reasons why we're not together you know what I mean like 
that's there's reasons why he's not yeah. my person. Yeah, if but, he was perfect, you'd be, right, you'd be I would married. And, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I have to put my bullshit aside and be like, hey, it's not about my feelings towards you. It's about us parenting this child. And, like, how are we going to do that? That is, I just think that's so cool. So, And your husband now has a very, yeah. you know, I think a good outlook on Oliver and really, like, yes. loving him. And yeah. I think, you know, Oliver's dad and your husband do a really good job of being yeah, good do. role models together. <laughs> which is, I mean, you posted a picture recently of, of both of them. And just the fact that you can have, I don't want to say father figures because I don't want to, like, yeah. offend anyone. But, but yeah. have two men, male role models in yeah, Oliver's life. Are. Yeah, it's amazing. I think that's so cool. Well, it's really like it's funny their relationship and how it's kind of progressed because again, it's kind of like two guys that probably wouldn't be friends in real life outside of this situation. Like they're very different, but since like we're in this family unit together, uh, Oliver's dad has reached out to my husband and is like, "Hey, I'm joining a 30 and up soccer league on Monday. It's like, you know, we're looking for players. Do you want to play?" And he's like, "Yeah, totally. I love like the exercise. So like they play on the soccer league together." <laughs> Wow. They coach, they coach my son's teams together, you know, and so like they are just like Oliver's dads and they joke all the time like, oh, yeah, we're Oliver's dads. We're not gay, though. <laughs> I love <laughs> like, that. You know, so, yeah, we're just like one big weird family. We spend Christmas mornings all together. We spend Halloween awesome. together. We spend uh, birthdays together. We do baseball games together. We went to the festival the other night together you know, and I don't, it just is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure so it's cool. not, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's not, I mean, the way, you know, it's wonderful and awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. there's been challenging times. Right. There definitely has. <laughs> but the fact that you're able to do that, I just think what a great, not even just for Oliver, but for your girls to see yeah. that too. I think it's just important to know that sometimes we're connected to people, whether we like it or not, and right. we have to respect them and you know, the more that you can try to embrace and include somebody, the easier it really can become. Yeah, my girls love him. They have, like, secret handshakes with him. They get really excited when, like, he walks in the door. And when Oliver leaves with his dad, they're like, wait, we want to go with him, too. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. Maybe when you're older. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you're still, like, in diapers. I don't know. (laughs) But I love that you said you put your feelings aside for your kids. Like, I think that's so important. And it applies to so many different things. Like, yes, especially co-parenting. But I think I've even, like, any little tips I may have with my husband. And, yeah, we may disagree. But we need to just focus on what's right for our child and come to an agreement. So I think right. that's, that's awesome. I love that so much. You are expecting baby number four, oh which I am blown <laughs> away because I've only it's had crazy. one and yeah. in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this again, but I, I will one day. How <laughs> has the anticipation changed with each child? How does it feel to be pregnant now versus, well, Oliver, we kind of went into that, but with your second child with your husband like how did that change and what are you most looking forward to with baby number four so I'm going to be completely honest this is my fourth pregnancy and not one of these were planned (laughs) (laughs) every time I'm like how did this happen (laughs) um you know like back with Oliver I was like on my birth control like literally how did this happen uh with my second child Beatrice I was not being good with my birth control so I'm like and then the last two I was not on birth control um 
but I'm still like, you know, we were trying, like, you know, I thought we were trying to be careful. Um, but you know, they're all wanted, they're all blessings. I love them. Um, so I don't know. I think each time though, I have like this like meltdown and I'm like super scared. Like, (laughs) how am I going to do this again? You know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I had moments because my, so my two boys are 16 months apart and My first was a like girls are shock. 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a different life when they're that yeah. close together. Yes. It's really and scary. It is. And I had this moment of, we kind of thought like, oh, it wouldn't be fun if they were close in age, but I had just finished breastfeeding. I thought like, there's no way I'm going to get pregnant. And lo and behold, I did. See, I was and still I, breastfeeding. That happened oh to my, my sister-in-law. And, she was and I'm like, Lord. I thought that this was supposed to not happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just crazy. And I had these moments of like sadness, not, I was so excited for a second and the idea that they were going to be close in age. But then I had this moment of really sadness thinking my oldest won't just, I won't have had time with just him for as long as I would have wanted. And then even never goes away. I think about like (laughs) having a third because we would like to have a big family. And I think like right now, if I were to follow my path, I should already be pregnant. And I just think, well, but I won't have had that much time with my right. youngest being my, it just, yeah. I, so that never changes. It never changes. So Oliver was six when uh, Beatrice was born and, you know, I was getting married. I was having a baby like all at the same time. And I was just like going through all these periods of like kind of mourning our time together because we had had just like, you know, for six years, it was just me and you. And now that chapter of our life is over. Um, so I kind of went through that and then B came and we're like, yep, she's supposed to be here. Um, Oliver is a great big brother. Uh, he's a big help and he just like adores the girls. And then when B was seven months old, I found out I was pregnant with Josie and I like cried because how am I, how am I going to have a baby when I have a baby? (laughs) You know, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss everything because I'm going to be with this new baby. And then Josie came and like, she is my baby. Uh, Like, she's like, I called her my leech because I exclusively breastfed her, which I didn't with the other two uh, for 14 months. And she was just like on mom all the time. And she's like, she just is, she is my baby. She pushes the others off of me. Like, nope, you, I'm sitting with mom. And so now expecting with number four, I'm like, oh my gosh, Josie, my baby. Like, what am I going to do? How far apart will they be? be, uh, So this baby is due a couple days after Josie's second birthday. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Which hopefully it doesn't come on her birthday. Cause that just like will solidify my (laughs) years of Josie, like hating this baby. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't find out what you're having, which I don't don't. either. So I love that you go for the surprise. I think it's so fun. Yeah. She's our kindred mom spirit. I know. I'm not. I'm like, I need to know know what you were having though. Oh yes. I knew what I was having. I had to know. The thought of having my a child that close apart like stresses me out so much. But yeah. I people do it and you guys do it so well. I mean it like must you, be the Abby thing. There's something about being named Abby. Whether <laughs> yeah. it's with an N E or not, there's right. just something right. that we're a little crazy. <laughs> but I think it also just goes to show there's no I, some people will ask me like, Oh, do you wish you would have done a longer gap? Do you wish you would have, you know, what do you think is shorter gaps easier? For me, I have nothing else to compare it to, but I also say there's no perfect gap. I think anytime you have another kid, 
it's challenging and it's scary and it because yeah. it's another kid. But also I feel like my first they versus my didn't. second, I was so much kinder to myself. Like I didn't yeah. stress. I didn't worry. I enjoyed my maternity leave. Right. I took me till having a second one to say I did not entirely enjoy my first. I was so worried I was doing everything wrong. Yeah. So, but Which I think, I think for, it's so normal. Yeah. But no one talks about it. I remember telling Vanessa cause she was pregnant. Um, God, V, were you were probably, well, you were like five months along when uh, I had worn and I waited a little bit and she asked, how's it going? And I just remember saying like, it's really hard. And there's days where I feel like I'm just doing everything wrong and I'm a yeah. failure. And I felt bad. I'm so glad it. that you had. No, I'm glad you're honest, honest with. Yeah. Yeah. And then I felt like for Vanessa, when it, you know, it came around for her, at least she knew as she's experiencing these things. Like, I mean, the, my first day alone with my son, my husband walked out the door and I'm bawling. I'm like, don't leave me. Please don't yeah. leave me here. No. Like, right. And so, her honesty and Abby, you being honest with me allowed me to be, feel comfortable and be vulnerable with you because I experienced, I'm like postpartum anxiety. I cried nonstop. Yeah. It was awful. It was not this rainbows and butterflies and I'm instantly connected with my baby. It could feel very, very isolating, but I was so forever grateful that you and other moms in my life that I'm close to were open to me about that and say like, Hey, if you're feeling some type of way, like talk to someone, don't, hey, mom, and it's normal. So important. <laughs> yes. It's so important. But I love that you did that for me. And thank you. Oh yeah. No, I just think it's so great that all of like, and I wish I would have, we would have been co- podcasting then because as we've yeah. gotten into this mom world, I see so many mom accounts that open up and maybe it's not postpartum depression. I think everyone has moments of just pure fear when it's your first. Right. Um, and well, I, that was like me, my post last night was about being scared with number yes. four. Yeah. Like that. I know what's to come. Like I know it's scary <laughs> and crazy and, you know, but also just overwhelming joy, you know, and it's I so, yeah. such an emotional roller coaster this motherhood journey. <laughs> it really is. I never thought I would say, as uh, James Van- Vanderbeek from Dawson Creek oh my God. said, <laughs> no, so he has five kids, and he posted this picture of all of his kids in his bed, and it was really yeah. cute because he said, your heart somehow just continues to grow with each kid that you add into your family. And then he added, your bed, however, does not. Um, which there are moments where I have the dog and two boys and my husband in our bed. I'm like, do they make something bigger than a king? Like, how how do you, yeah, we're going to have to do that, I guess at some point, but, um, (laughs) and I love having them in there in the morning. They don't sleep with me, which if you co-sleep, that's awesome. Good for you. But I do like in the morning, just like snuggling and not quite like waking up, especially on the weekends. Uh, but after a while, I'm like, all right, there's too many people in this bed. We need to get some coffee, oh, get moving. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I want to ask, so how old are Beatrice and uh, Josie? How, how old are they? So they are, B will be three in November. So she's a little over two and a half. And Josie is 18 months. Okay. I need your advice on surviving toddlerhood. Because yeah. Mia... <laughs> <laughs> she'll be two in November and yeah. I'm getting glimpses of it. She's already starting. Oh my God. I think yes. girls start earlier. <laughs> oh my, like, it's everything. Go longer. 
Oh, great. Well, thank you. At least you're setting those expectations. Like, but any advice? Just... Until she's, I don't know, 25. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. They only get sassier. And yeah. yeah okay. Well, there it is. There you yeah. go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> those of you with girls. I only have boys, but I will say I'm sure I'll have. I mean, I'm already convinced, too, that my my house is just going to stink. Like, the fart jokes have started at age two. So, <laughs> like, everything's yucky poopies, and he thinks that's hilarious. So, um, everything presents its challenges. But I, toddler, I, I don't have any other ages to compare it to, but I would say at two it really picked up, but I have a boy. So, you know, I, I have heard with girls, they hit sort of, like, the, the developmental milestones earlier. But... What age that maybe that people don't talk about, Abby, is difficult outside of the two to three? Because you hear about the terrible twos and three majors. Is there another age we should be preparing for? <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I think, like, with my son, he, like, doesn't follow any of that stuff. <laughs> He's just, like, always been super easy, um, just, like, kind, sweet, gentle, you know, he's, like, not the typical, like, bruiser boy. He was always, like, cautious and, like, lovey with mom. Um, so I know, like, my Beatrice, <clears throat> who's about to be three, I don't think that she'll ever be easy. Okay. <laughs> wow. It's a roller coaster ride that you know, said that we've all yeah, talked about. <laughs> I think that she just, like, came out of the womb, like, strong-willed, like, they pulled her out of me and stuck her on my chest and she lifted her head and like looked around and I'm like, wait, you're not supposed to be able to lift your head. What are you doing? Like be a baby. And, uh, and like, it's just been like that ever since. Like she's going to do what she wants to do. And I think that, you know, I, I was having a conversation with my mom on vacation about how I have three kids and each are so different. And you just have to be a different parent with each of them. And I'm sure at some point, as, like, they get older, you're going to get the, well, you didn't do that with her, and these aren't the rules for her. And I just think it is going to be different. And it's, like, I'm sure I'm going to be accused of favoring one over the other. But, you know, I just think, like, with Oliver, like, he needs loved and nurtured and, you know, kind of that reassurance that, you're okay. Like you're doing a good job. He needs like motivation and he kind of needs a push where Beatrice, I might need to like redirect constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a good perspective. Like, over here, you know, and I, I don't think I'll have to motivate her. You know, I think she's going to be a go-getter. She's going to be a hustler. She's like she's, she is a lot like me and it's going to be so hard to parent but I, but I love it. You know, like I wouldn't want you to be any different. Josie, I don't know. <laughs> She's just funny. Me and my husband joke all the time. Like if she came to me, like mom, dad, I want to be a comedian. We would like support you and feed a starving comedian. Like she is just <laughs> hilarious. Aww. Like her face is, she's so funny, but you know, that's awesome. I, I don't know. Like what what are the tantrums that your daughter is already doing? Oh, I mean, I this like weekend she just gets really frustrated. Yeah. She wants to do everything by herself. I think yeah. a lot of it's independence. She wants yeah. to put on her shirt on by herself. She doesn't want my help. She <laughs> can't fully communicate. <laughs> she gets frustrated. She um, is very particular about what she wants to wear. But I, I think a lot of it's independence and wanting to do everything by herself. Yeah. So I don't, I like totally understand this because B is the exact same way. You know, she has to 
get herself into her car seat and buckle herself. And like, this takes like 15 years. And you're like, I'm already 15 <laughs> years late. Like we got to go. Yeah. Uh, I don't so know. she's just gonna be like that which it's I love like, like you I said, know it's, it's great that she's opinionated and strong-willed but oh my it's goodness it's hard to like embrace all the time though right <laughs> oh yeah also most definitely to do we're on a schedule like come on I know but like at the end of the day I think like trying to channel those you know their personality into good Yes. I think it's just so important and kind of like reworking your mind frame of like, okay, this isn't all bad what she's doing. This is developmentally appropriate. Like she should be gaining more independence. She should be wanting to do these things by herself. Is it making me want to light myself on fire? 100. But I'm going to get through this. (laughs) No, we do a lot of breathing exercises together. We breathe. (laughs) Our daycare teacher said something one time that's always stuck with me. And he said, as hard as it is, as it is when they're throwing tantrums or defying you, those truly are milestones. And you Mm -hmm. almost need to look at it in a way and be thankful, which is so hard in the moment, but be thankful that they're reaching these milestones. And I have friends who have children with different mental and physical, I don't want to say disabilities, but restrictions. And I think their kid might not ever throw a tantrum. And I bet they wish so hard they would, because that means that they have control of their lens or that their brain is able to function that I'm telling my son no, and he knows he wants to do it. And so, and it's hard in the moment, but sometimes I do take a step back and think this is a very lucky thing that I'm experiencing. Um, and I, I just feel like a lot of times for me, at least I need to think about in other ways and put a positive spin on it. And when that daycare teacher said that to me, just be thankful you're having these milestones because some people won't, it's, it really stuck with me. And I, even yeah. now I think about I like it a that. lot. I like that a lot. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and so, they're, they're just like very like teachable moments, you know? And you learn yes. a lot about yourself. I people like, for the most part, I would say I am somewhat go with the flow, and I feel like I kind of have to be in my life because <laughs> yeah. I'm really not in control. Anyone who says they're in control and like they you can't let your kids rule your life, you're lying. Yeah, so, no, I totally agree. <laughs> and then I'll have this moment where I'll be the tiniest thing, and I lose it, and I'm becoming more and more aware of it because the tiny little things happen once a week and I know it's okay and that it happens with everyone but I'm also like learning a lot about myself on how to see it coming before I lose my SHIT yeah <laughs> you know shit. and now yeah. now like that Oliver is at an older age where he kind of knows like when you're losing it or like the tiny people you know they forget yeah um I I like to kind of have these teachable moments now with him where when I lose my cool over something stupid, I can come back to him and say, Hey, that was really silly. Like I handled that inappropriately. I'm sorry. And I think that those are equally as like powerful in these teaching moments because you're teaching your child that I'm a human being. I mess up. You're going to mess up. It's okay. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, you have to say, sorry, you have to be kind, you know, and you kind of have to have like this self-awareness of when you're not being your best. I'm I taking lots of mental notes right now. <laughs> I know. Because I that's so like, good. Yeah. Looking at kind of our platform, which is a little, it's a blend of motherhood. and Bravo, yeah. But I feel like 
some of the advice that we're giving um, our housewives could definitely benefit from. But you have had a very exciting Bravo encounter. And I, <laughs> I just have to, so for those listening, yes. if you saw Cam from Southern Charm shared a meme talking about stay-at-home moms and working moms. And for those who've been watching Southern Charm this season, it's been a conflict for Cam to figure out what does she want to be. And I think it's really cool that she chose your meme yeah. to share but I mean what was that like because I know we were messaging you like oh my god I mean you gained we're losing our shit thousands <laughs> of followers <laughs> in a day but I mean what I was know. that like so it was super crazy because my phone was just blowing up for like 24 hours yeah I gained 4,000 followers in a day wow. um and you're just like what and it, like you know we're in these groups on Instagram where we support each other and we share each other's stuff and that helps give you boosts on your account and get you um, in front of different audiences but this was like on a whole nother level and I've been shared by Scary Mommy before who I feel like is a big platform and I gained like I don't know 200 followers from her this was like nuts <laughs> here Cam can you please share me like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't say like all the time, but like, can this I happen again? <laughs> because then I started seeing on my personal account, yeah. people started sharing your other memes. And yeah. a part of me was like, oh my gosh, I know I this know person. I know. Like, this Isn't is that crazy. so cool? I love yeah. like seeing like, my, my Instagram friends stuff being shared by my real life friends. I'm like, that's so cool. I know her. <laughs> Do you watch Southern Charm? I mean, did you know who Cam was? No. No, so I watch, I watch all the housewives, but I do not watch Southern Charm. Well, and she's great sister, on like, Southern Charm. She hates me because she's like, you have to get on Southern Charm. Like, you have to watch this. <laughs> I'm like, so far behind. She's like, <laughs> I will buy you all the seasons. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Cam should send you some seasons, you know. You know, so I did, like, reach out to Cam and, like, thanked her for sharing me. And I, like, put it in my stories and tagged her. And she never even read it. <laughs> See, I was just going to say, did she ever reach back no, out or say no. anything? Some oh. Bravo Labs are better than others yeah. Yeah, with that stuff. But maybe if Abby and I see our Bravo Cod, maybe we'll say, hey, right? Yeah. Friend. Are you guys both going? Did Abby get her ticket? Fingers crossed. So I Fingers crossed. have to buy tickets tomorrow. We do yeah. have some backups, but um, if I don't get it, I mean, I've already told Vanessa, I'm going to make like a weekly post and ask people to share it to their stories and just yeah. beg bravo so yeah. i mean i'll get there um i'm actually not I worried feel like about you it. guys have had like some super fun things like dorinda like shouted you out you know yes. like, has these like people that know who you are yeah well yeah here's dorinda send some i know bravo i'm like come on dorinda yeah and also i mean like lisa renna <laughs> shared us right. before so, oh, i, mean, I feel like Rinna. i she I want to meet her like so bad. Animal. I just want to give her a hug. She always looks like she gives good hugs. because She, she kinda does like, look like a good hug. Good she her. squeezes you and shakes you a little. And I yeah. love when people do that. That to me is a good hug. I want to take a shot with. I just want to drink with Renna. I want drunk Renna. I want to get on a table. I want to dance. I want to pretend like I don't care about anything. And I don't have kids. And I don't have responsibilities. I wish just... that that's how BravoCon would be. <laughs> I like, you just get so. to like take yeah. turns like getting on the table with Renna. Oh my gosh. You just that, like stand in a line and wait yeah. your turn. And then it just like happens. <laughs> that would be amazing. So speaking of Housewives, is Beverly yeah. Hills your favorite? Or which franchises your cast yeah, so I like Beverly Hills and I like New York 
like those are my two faves. How can you those not love ones. New York? Yeah. Those are yeah. really good ones. Yeah. If you were to have a housewife tagline, what would yours be? Oh my gosh. I it's know. really hard. I know. I didn't even think about this beforehand. Weren't I the well, worst? You're... <laughs> no, you're fine. You can think about it. You can think about it and come back to us and let us know. I guess t- it's all about the hustle, right? That's yeah. Kind of like talking yeah. about like life's That's all about That's why you love Rima so much. She's yeah. a hustler. She says yeah. no to, she never says no. She says yes to everything. Yeah, right? Even her like depends ads. I think it's great. I think yeah. Dorit needs to take a page from her book because I, I don't like Dorit. I don't either, but I think, she's you know, too she's pretentious. Funds are, <laughs> funds are tight. So Dorit needs to be pushing some yeah. adult diapers to make yeah. some she's money. She's moved out of the hills. Yeah, which I think it's funny. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, she's downgraded. She's living in a $6.5 million home. Like, life can't be that bad. <laughs> no, it can't be that bad. That's but horrible. she's not in Beverly Hills, if we're talking about Beverly Hills. <laughs> also, just those people were throwing shade, not to get too far off, that she was living in a farmhouse-style home, which I feel like if you're in the Midwest, everyone is going oh, to a farmhouse-style yeah. home. So I'm just <laughs> dying that in California, that is the insult of all insults, to live in a farmhouse-style home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, it's so it was, I actually had that same thought I was like I did not picture her to be a Joanna Gaines but we don't know what it looks like on the inside yes right. that's very true I'm sure she'll have a bunch of hair clips all over the house yes gives it a Dorit touch <laughs> Abby we loved having you on can you I remind everyone else on how to find you again and we'll yeah. obviously promote this and share your stuff and all that yeah. good stuff yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Mimosas with Moms and on Facebook at Mimosas with Moms. And you can find the Mimosas with Moms podcast wherever you podcast. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And we will be back with our regular programming. Um, but stay tuned for who our exciting Mom Boss Spotlight will be next month. But Abby, Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, uh, we will be sharing Abby's content on our page and on our story so that you can easily find her as well. Thank you, ladies. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail, we all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.